everybody, welcome to Beyond the Norm. I am Norm Lavalette, where we, on this podcast, talk about all things comedy and improv and entertainment business related and adjacent type subjects uh, to that. I am joined by the lovely, talented, uh, getting wiser by the day, Ari Goldberg. Hello, Ari. Hello. I am so much wiser than I was before. Uh, at least three months wiser. It's uh, you know, that comes with age, Ari, and and especially uh, when you are in a position, we're all getting wiser when we're thrust into uh, an emergency or a pandemic type situation. We we learn a lot of things about ourselves and about the world. Yeah, I know both of us had quarantine birthdays since we've recorded last. Oh, that's right, that's right. Happy quarantine birthday. How was your birthday? Oh, boring and uh, just just what I was looking for. A nice day. Uh, of nothing. Yeah, I think that's uh, I think that's pretty much what mine was as well, uh, <laughs> and uh, same. But that's exactly what I wanted and I was looking for. Nothing, uh, nothing too exciting. Yeah. So it's good. How's everything else? Uh, how goes the apartment hunt? The apartment hunt is going. Uh, I am going to look at another place that looks pretty good on Sunday. Um, just found out that if this one doesn't work out, we might end up losing a roommate, which would really throw a wrench in everything because we've already spent so much time looking for four beds. Um, so, uh, but you know, what else is new in, in these day and this day and age? Hey, nothing is easy at the moment. That's for sure. Not no, at all. That is for sure. Uh, so good. Well, so here, here on this, we're always talking about uh, kind of what's going on uh, with the clubs and kind of the entertainment uh, business in general. I like to start out oftentimes with three basic rough metrics that I use in terms of exploring something, uh, does it make me money? Do I love it? Or am I intellectually curious about it? From the money-making standpoint, uh, still not really doing any of that, Ari. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's not uh, much going on. The clubs uh, the clubs are not yet open. Uh, we are still in phase three, part one of phase three. Uh, you know, we are doing some things, and, and uh, obviously we get a lot of, we get a lot of like, questions of like what can you do online trainings be it be it classes or corporate trainings and we have and and we've done them actually pretty successfully uh e- even more successfully that than i would have uh, initially imagined and and while it's great to get you know that kind of revenue coming in the reality from a business standpoint is these are negligible amounts because mm-hmm. because ultimately everything is predicated on volume and it's nice that you can do it online training here or one online class here. But the challenge to making that a business is, you know, it's volume and, and repetition. And, and so until we can get until we can get to the level where we're doing anything close to be it classes or corporate trainings or even shows to what we were live, th- there's really not much of a business to be had. So uh, so that's yeah. kind of going on with the, the making money aspect of it. Uh, love uh i don't know still love being alive ari it's a good time to love being alive yes uh i mean so there's that uh you know i i think for me uh for me in, in terms of if if there's anything that i love is the fact that 
you know, I still get to be, yeah, I, I still get to be around my family and uh, so much. And many of you know that I've coached softball for a very long time. And so I love coaching softball and I was thrilled that uh, they actually let, uh, let the, the kids play uh, this summer. So and how does virtual softball work? Uh, we all just kind of get online and, uh, you know, hits and misses. No, it's real. It's real softball, Ari. Mm. Uh, so, uh, and, and it's been pretty wild because I've been coaching, certainly my daughter, my oldest daughter, Chloe, but I've been, I've been coaching more or less the same set of uh, girls that, that are now young women for since they're about eight or nine years old. So it's, uh, it's inc- intensely gratifying to still be uh able to do that and see them go from kids to young women. It's, uh, it's, I, I've said it before, I'm sure on this, but it's probably the thing that I have enjoyed most of anything I've ever done, which is the ability to, uh, to coach these girls. Yeah. It's, uh, it sounds though everything you've talked about and I helped you, uh, I helped you write a, I didn't help you write a paper, but I, I, uh, like, sourced a bunch of material for that uh everything i learned oh yeah that's right yeah everything i learned uh, i learned from coaching girls softball that's right that's uh and that's in my book that's a chapter in my mm-hmm. book uh uh the art of making shit up so yeah so the fact that uh the fact that we we're able to do another season and and both from you know the the pandemic standpoint but also from the fact that you know these girls are now 17 you know 16 17 i i had no expectation that they'd even want to play another summer and the fact that they're all like yeah let's let's go again i i was like well sure if you guys want to play i'm more than happy to coach so so that uh is is uh the love and then uh an intellectual curiosity thing yeah you know that i'm always all over the place uh i've i i've not been able to get my chicken dreams to come true no that's too bad um but i've moved on to clamming okay uh so it's it's a little bit easier to manage the clamming uh, because you don't have to build the chicken coop. And I live down here in Duxbury, uh, Duxbury Bay. It's very famous for its clams and its oysters in particular. So uh, I've got all my equipment and I've got my clamming permit. And you okay, yeah, I was going to ask, are there like regulations for that? Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's uh, uh highly regulated. Uh, so in the sense that like you have to have a license and mm-hmm. you know you can only you can't sell commercially uh, those kind of things. So you can go out and got my rakes and it got onto the Duxbury mud flats and dig my clams. So, uh, so that's fun. And then, and then, you know, being down here because uh, Duxbury oysters are some of the most famous oysters in the world. Uh, the most famous brand is Island Creek. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I know a lot of the oyster farmers, oyster guys, and it's something we can talk about when we get into it. Uh, but, uh, but I'm going to be doing an oyster night at the new uh, restaurant patio that we've uh, opened up on Hanover street outside. Hey. So, I, I can appreciate oysters for what they are, but I do not like them in the oh, slightest. They are so good. All right. Oh, man. Just get them. More right for of, you. Right out of the ocean. Oh, they're so good. It's just ugh. the texture. The No, thanks. Oh, you're missing out on one of life's joys. So that's everything going on with me. Um, so, you know, today I don't have a guest. The last, uh, the last you know, uh, I'd say 10, eight or 10 episodes, whatever, we've uh, very much featured a guest and, and we love having the guest, but I, I figured that we would just take a little stock to just talk about what's going on, where where things are with the club and the world and you know things that we're doing and let the conversation be a little bit more free flowing around uh, the, the challenges that, that we're facing right now in terms of uh, 
running these, keeping these businesses opening and running shows or, or when we might be running shows and all of that. So I, I thought that we would just have a, a nice free flowing conversation there uh, today. Ari, how does that sound? Sounds good to me. Yeah. Uh, so, so the update is the clubs are still closed, as I said earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we don't really know when they're going to open. You know, it could be in some small capacity in phase, in part two of phase three. It might not be till phase four. It might not be until a uh, vaccine or effective treatment is uh, is developed. So it really puts, you know, puts uh, us in a, a very tough situation because ultimately, unlike even restaurants who have, you know, admittedly been, been devastated by all of this, they can still reopen in some way, shape, or form, and and generate you know at least some kind of revenue from what they do. But anything in the uh, live entertainment arts related, I mean, it's just been devastated. That and and you're going to already a bunch of clubs and theaters have closed, and you're going to see a, a whole bunch more, I think, coming down in the next uh, three months. Yeah, that I mean, there's. There, I guess there weren't many in, to begin with, but there's so few left. In terms of uh, like clubs, yeah, you know, I, I mean, and and especially when, especially when you look at, you know, for us, my, we're going to be there. We're going to be there uh, on the other side. You know, it doesn't matter if I have to move my entire family into the uh, basement theater, and that's where we live for a while. <laughs> Uh, that's fine. Uh, that's if you need a place to live, Ari, you can go live in the theater in uh, New York City if you like. Uh, it'll be, I mean, what you would have to pay if you lived in that theater. I mean, that would be like, you know, a, a, a thirty thousand dollar a month uh, loft in Manhattan uh, <laughs> if you just turned it into your apartment. So you can go live there. Uh, keep but, in mind. But the uh, goal, the goals, we're going to be there. We're going to be around. And, and really, what my job now in all of this as a CEO is really just trying to manage relationships and finances and everything else to uh, just make sure that the clubs are going to be there on the other side and, and, uh, and they will be, but it's, but it's certainly a challenge. So if you were, if you were told that you could start shows tomorrow with, but everyone, all the actors had to be in masks and uh, like full protective gear, would, would you do that? Uh, it's a good question. I don't think so. Um, because ultimately, you know, I'd have to ask myself, is that really a show? Is that really a show that, that we can produce, that we can do, that we can entertain our audiences with, um, under those kind of protective measures? Uh, and, 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 and I don't, I don't know that it is. So, you know, for, for me, it, it's a very, I wouldn't say it's a very simple thing, but there are so many opinions out there in terms of, you know, close it all down until there's a vaccine to mm-hmm. throw open the doors and let nature take its course. Right. You know, and there's everything in between and, and how people feel about it. You, you can get drawn into all these different opinions, but you have to make it simple for yourself. And so for me, for me, it's very simple. It's if if I'm going to listen to the experts and I'm going to listen to what our our leaders leaders say, that's what I'm going to listen, listen to. And if they say that I got to be closed, I'm going to be closed. Mm-hmm. It's it's very simple. I, I could shout at the clouds uh, in anger because I can't be open, but that doesn't do anything. I'm just going to listen to them. And then when they say, all right, it's safe to have 25 people in a the theater or have 50 people in a the theater, at that point, uh, then I'll consider opening, but I'll be following their guidelines, right? You know, and mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not... 
I'm not a believer if you say, listen to the experts, listen to the government, stay closed. But then when they say it's safe to have 25 or 50 people, have people say, well, no, that's not safe. Well, no, you just told me to listen to the experts in the government. I'm doing that on all ends. And, and it kind of makes it easier. So when, when that happens, uh, I'll do that. If there are severe restrictions, like you said, like you have to have a full of masks and hazmat suits, mm-hmm. um, I probably wouldn't open. I wouldn't do a show because I don't, I don't think we would... I don't think that's a show that I would feel comfortable producing. Sure. How, so I know um, New York and Boston, they work very differently. How, what, what's like the, what are the notice notable differences between the two theaters um, and how they're like coping with this? Cause I know New York was never like as, you know, it, it, it's still new. Yeah. So it didn't have the, the, the uh, traffic that Boston had. So do you foresee that one opening later than Boston? No, not necessarily. I mean, I think it's really going to be dictated by by the different cities when they allow entertainment to open, you know, uh, mm. and arts to open. If if New York, if New York finds itself ahead of Boston and, and allows that stuff to come back, well, then we'll, we'll open there first. It, it, it doesn't really make a difference uh, on that level. I think that's more, you know, more policy or, or government or law based in terms of what when will open. I, I think the difference, though, between the two places certainly is New York. We're still in the grand scheme of things, you know, infantile in our stage there. So, yeah. you know, you don't feel while obviously we're not open there. You don't feel the pain there as much because you didn't you didn't lose as much. You know, right. we the, the, the volume and the capacity of shows just weren't at the level that they were in Boston, having been open for 21, 22 years. So mm-hmm. I think you just feel it so much more acutely in Boston because, you know, you're talking about a schedule that went from seven nights a week in Boston, two shows on Thursday, three shows on Friday nights, four shows on Saturdays, and they're all sold out, right? You yeah. Know, to, to nothing. And, and I think that it's just from a business and a financial standpoint, you just feel it far more acutely there. Now, I, I know classes are coming back in some regard in August. Is yeah. that still happening? Yeah, classes are coming back. So so uh, we're allowed to, and, and I say we, but it's anybody, you're allowed to hold gatherings of less than uh, or 25 people or less uh, mm-hmm. in, in spaces. Uh, and that includes classes and training and stuff like that. So, you know, we're, we're, we're going pretty, we're going slow. Uh, we're we're going to resume. We're looking to resume the classes that were kind of cut off right in the middle of all of this, uh, and and we're offering out our uh, our first level one. The reality, though, for me is I don't expect the classes to come back in in much uh, into until we get into the fall, and that's yeah. both because the you know there's plenty of people that don't feel comfortable with taking classes in person at the moment, which is totally uh, understandable. Uh, but the second thing is. In the best of times, nobody wants to start taking a class in August. Um, oh, yeah, it's it's the slow season for everything. Yeah, so so yeah, so you know there are some signs of hope uh, in the near future, and there are some signs of life. And I think you know you you will have the classes coming back first. But again, even with the classes, you know there's going to be very specific ways we have to do that. It, it's much like even with uh, within the softball, right? We can't really be in the dugouts. Mm-hmm. Uh, each each player has their own like box that they sit in, you know, so that everybody's socially distanced. Uh, yeah. and socially space. We'll be doing the same thing with the classes. We're going to be limiting them. We're going to be making them smaller. You know, typically we might start a level one at 20. Well, that's not going to be the case. It's probably going to be more right. like 10 or 12. Yeah. Uh, you know, when you come into class, you're going to have your chair 
that you sit in when you're not doing scenes and that's mm-hmm. your chair all class long, right? Yeah. You know, uh, and, and those kind of safety measures in place. Uh, but it's very, it's, it's very tricky. And look, let's, it all sucks. <laughs> Nobody wants to be living like this. Nobody wants to be doing these kind of things. So, you know, but at some point it's lock the door, say gone fishing and don't do anything or listen to what the, you know, the experts are saying that that is okay. And, and try to, you know, work your parameters within what they're saying. Yeah. So, I mean, we haven't locked the door. We, we are, we turned Improv Asylum into a beer garden. Yes. Yes. So how, how is that going? It's going pretty well, really. Uh, you know, so I, I am not of the, the mental disposition to not try and to sure. not do things. Uh, and, and, and look, I feel on days like everybody else where I, I'm like, this all blows. and I don't want to get up and, you know, maybe I'll just go get a, you know, a lobster for the rest of my life. I don't know, <laughs> but, uh, but I just can't. And, and, and I feel like the, the, the act of doing and trying in and of itself is so worth it, regardless of it, if it quote unquote is, is making money or, or, or doing well as a business. And so, you know, I looked at it and what's happening in the North end on Hanover street, all those restaurants, uh, everybody was granted the ability to, to create on street dining in the North end. Oh, it was, it was granted. It wasn't, you had, you didn't have to like go out and seek permits or anything. Well, you had, it was granted to be able to seek the permit and more or gotcha. less it's a rubber stamp. Uh, yeah. you know, you still have to apply for the permit and all that stuff. But, but the point being is that was, wasn't allowed before in Boston because Boston is the city of no. And they think yeah. that anything that happens, uh, out of the ordinary, it will immediately, you know, cause riots. And now we realize it's other things that cause riots and not having a, a frozen drink in your hand. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, so, you know, when we looked at that and all the restaurants and it's wonderful, if you go to the North end, it looks beautiful. That's how it should always be. Or at least April through like September, it, it's like Paris or Rome. I mean, it's really wonderful. And so I looked at it and I'm like, well, you know, ultimately there is no like comedy club license. It's, I have the same licenses and permits as any restaurant and bar. So I'm mm-hmm. like, well, let's, I don't know if we can't do shows, let's do something and, and let's claim the, the front on Hanover street in front of improv asylum. And let's, let's create a patio and beer garden and, and kind of, you know, funky lounge and serve drinks and talk to people. Um, and so what we did was we created uh, risata and risata is the Italian word for laughter. Mm-hmm. Uh, and really it, it's, you know, we're serving drinks and, and that's the main thing that, that we're doing because in the North end, there's, a, there's very few places that you can feel comfortable just sitting down and having a drink without feeling the pressure to order food. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, so you don't have to get food, but if you want to get food, I, because we're not a restaurant, I was like, well, look, I've been friends and neighbors with these people for 20 years. So, and they're, they've been so supportive. So we're featuring a tasting, a tasting menu from Luca, Dolce Vita, Mother Anna's and Taranta. So we're featuring food from there. Uh, and, you know, we're just chatting with people and, and having fun. And we, we put out all these stuffed animals and different things uh, uh, yep. in the seats on the street. And so everybody's smiling and, and taking pictures. And that's the success that we're having. You know, the ability to, hey, you know what we do at this theater? We make people smile. Maybe we can't do it live at the moment. Are there other ways to do it? Um, and so, so we've got that and it's a very, actually, it's, it's a pretty big setup in the sense that I think we got something like 42 seats. So, yeah, I was in the area the other, uh, the other day and I, I looked at it. It's, it's cool what you guys have done. 
Yeah. So uh, and anytime you can get a like a dramatic montage at a Home Depot, I mean, you got to go for that. I mean, you know, drills and uh, <laughs> uh, bringing lumber—it's super compelling. So uh, yeah, and and but but again, it's that that idea of like, let's do something. Let's let's try. Let's talk to people. Let's show people. You know, for it's really at the end of the day, is is does it make money? No. Um, mm. Far more of a marketing and PR thing to say we're here. We're not giving up. We're not going anywhere. We're going to do what we can until such time that, that we can do live shows. And, and I think it's, it's really been great because you have so many people and I'm there kind of every night up on the street, mm -hmm. more or less just talking and, you know, hanging out with people and so many people coming by saying, Oh, are you guys open? And you know, when we say that we're not, they're like, we miss you. We can't wait. What, when, when, when are you going to, when you do, we're going to be back. And when they see that they can have drinks or sit down with us, like we're going to come back and they do and, and support that way. But it's really, it's more of a PR and a marketing thing to say, uh, we, we, we haven't given up and we're not going to give up. Yeah. Uh, so it's going pretty well. And then a unique facet of that Ari is, uh, Cause you can't do live entertainment. You also can't do any kind of live entertainment up on the patio. Mm -hmm. uh, but what we are doing is you can order a, you can order a witty, uh, a witty table guest to join you at your table to, uh, to engage in witty conversation. And you can order that right off the menu. Uh, and who are the guests? Well, we've been using improv asylum actors. So, uh, <laughs> we've been, uh, so far people that have done it, uh, have been our guests. I've been James Maloney. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, Kelly Dooley, uh, Dan Hirschfeld, uh, Zach Barker, uh, oh, he's, in town? In, uh, he's in town. He's coming in tonight. Uh, I, I have done it as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, and again, it's that novelty of like, wait a minute, you can literally buy this right off the menu. Uh, like, <laughs> yeah. And, and it's funny and it gets people laughing and talking and, and, you know, there are other ways right now that we can do those things, uh, you know, where we can still kind of access what it is that we do, which is make people laugh and smile and yeah. sell them buckets of beer. So it's, you know, it's, it's, it's the ability to kind of adapt and change. And another thing that, that I'm looking to do is, and we're going to launch it, I believe on uh, August 20th is uh, if I can't do live entertainment, well, guess what? I can do movies. So we're going to turn the theater into a, a movie theater. Oh yeah. You know, and With how how is that different from like any other sort of entertainment because business? it's not it's because it's not live entertainment so does that mean like amc is coming back at that point too oh movie theaters are open there there are movie theaters that are open oh shows how frequently i've been outside yeah there, there are movie <laughs> there are movie theaters that are open you just can't have more than i think 25 people in any one theater oh all right so cool. we're gonna do that and we're gonna show kind of fun and oddball movies uh uh, the the, uh, the the first movie that I want to open with uh, for the weekend, uh, I, I may be getting it wrong. Is it called The Room? The, the movie that the disaster artist was. Yeah, The Room. Yeah, so I want to do the original Room. <laughs> I've never seen either The Room or The Disaster Artist. Oh, but the I've heard they're both terrible in a good way. Oh, The Disaster Artist was fantastic. Um, yeah, I've never seen the original Room, but The Disaster Artist in the making of that was a really fun, uh, excellent movie. So, you know, we're going to do that. We're going to do, you know, whatever, you know, funny, odd, different movies, different staff members. It's almost like the old video stores where like this weekend I'll curate one next week. Somebody else yeah. up the, will, will curate. And, uh, and so, and so we're going to add that in starting the 20th. Cool.
Uh, you know, you just, I mean, why not? Right. You, you got it. I have everything there to do it. So yeah. better than just letting the place sit empty. And then, you know, same thing, just doing fun stuff uh, on, uh, on August uh, 14th, which is Friday, August 14th. Uh, we're going to be doing uh, an oyster bar up on the, up on the street on Hanover street at Rosada. Mm-hmm. Uh, the title of that event is called all shucked up. <laughs> Love yeah. It. Love a good pun, Ari. Oh yeah. Uh, and so, the, and again, one of the guys, Greg Morris, uh, who he's a, he's an oyster farmer down here in the Bay, uh, and his oysters, uh, Two Rock Oysters, he's providing all the oysters. We're all going to come up, and uh, I believe uh, I'm not sure, uh, I'm not sure, uh, but I'm going to have a guest. Uh, I'm going to have a guest shucker with me, uh, a comedian. I'm not sure who that's going to be just yet. Um, but you know, you just, uh, you know, that'll be fun. And just other, other reasons to keep talking about and saying, we're here, we're alive, we're still doing fun stuff. And, you know, these are ways to, uh, you know, that you can support us. Yeah. How is, um, how is the no rest, uh, fund or charity? Is that still, are people still using it or are people donating? Uh, so they are, they're still donating to that. The actual thing that I'm doing, which is I'm, you know, dunking and plunging every day. Is yeah. The, is the worst decision I've made in my life. What what number day are you on? Uh, today, uh, as of this podcast, marks day ninety two. So I've been uh, I've been plunging every day since May first uh, and day ninety two. And look, you know, yeah, I, we've raised I think over like four thousand dollars for out of work, um, you know, comedians, actors, artists. So it's great. People are donating to that. But oh my god, it is a nightmare every day. Going like, all right, and finding some stupid little twist or theme to, to do, and it's it's the worst. What uh, do you have any any teasers of upcoming ideas? Uh, well, so if you make a donation of fifty dollars or more, uh, you can then suggest themes or costumes, or you can dunk with me if you want. So that yeah. makes it easy. So when somebody gives me a theme, I'm like, great, awesome, I'll do that. Like so, <laughs> very recently, I I dressed. Uh, it was a donation from uh, Jim Zerulis, who is a fantastic mm-hmm. musician, former uh, music director at Improv Asylum, and he he asked if I would dunk as uh, Angus Young from ACDC. <laughs> And so if you know, I don't know if you know Angus Young, but he's the one, the guitarist that always dresses kind of like as a private school boy. Okay. Uh, you know, like, you know, jacket, reptile, you know, yep. uh, you know, little, little knickers, uh, the, the type <laughs> of shorts there. Uh, so like I did that and that was fun and whatever. And that's easy enough to think, but like every day, it's just something like today I dunked all like wearing like Celtics uniform because the NBA is starting tonight and. Some well, point. why don't you uh, kill two birds and go uh, clamming uh, while you're dunking? So I did that. I actually, I did that uh, uh, about three dunks ago. Uh, I did that uh, when I was out uh, helping uh, rake for oysters, uh, shooting the promo video for All Shucked Up. So good idea, Ari, but I already did it. Well, all right. You know. Most- <laughs> 92 days i've done a lot of things uh, when you started what how did did you have like a, okay this is gonna last maybe like 36 days i thought that it would last into july and then yeah. then there would be some semblance of like a limited ability to open mm-hmm. uh now it's looking like i could be doing this until 2021 it's going to get very cold. Yes, it is. Um, and look, you know, same thing, right? It, it, it is a pain in the ass to do. But on the other hand, 
you know, it's, 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 it's doing something. It's the same thing. It's PR, it's marketing. It's this, it's, it's, you know, doing something stupid, making people smile and laugh just a little bit. And you're doing it every day and the consistency of doing it. Uh, it's a pain. And it's a really a pain in the ass for my wife. Cause she's the one that has to pretty much video all of them. And that's where, cause she doesn't care about comedy. Um, but you know, it gives you something to do. And, and I think that's the hardest thing right now for everybody, but, but certainly the people in the creative uh, field is, you know, this is what we do. This isn't just a job. It's, it's, it's the outlet. It's the mental health outlet. It's, it's everything else. And when, and when you don't have that, it's, you know, I think it's very easy to feel uh, lost. So, Oh, absolutely. All right. You get up, you do your stupid dunk, run in, run out and, you know, on to the next. So, yeah. So I, I have a few other ones coming up. I'm going to be doing one uh, uh, with Corey Rodriguez. We're going to be recreating the uh, Rocky Balboa Apollo Creed uh, race down the beach. <laughs> Uh, I think that one's going to be coming. Uh, somebody made a donation and asked if I would dunk as an eighties, uh, like a punk girl. So I think that <laughs> one's coming up. Uh, where then, do all the costumes come from? I just cobble them together around from home and it's a little bit from the theater or yeah. somewhere else. Um, because the other, the other rule is people are like, well, do you plan all this out all week? I'm like, no, 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 no. Uh, the rule is that I have to put as little effort into it as possible. Uh, I don't want it to become that, like I map it out every day. And so if you wake up in the morning, you're like, oh, today's lollipop day. Great. I'll grab a lollipop. So, but what you are doing and what I am doing is the same thing. That sense of, you know, letting everybody know that me and the companies will be here at the end of this. And, and you can make people laugh a little bit too. That that's good as well. I just launched a podcast yesterday, actually. So that's that's what I've been doing in my. Oh, good for you. Staying creative. Great. What's the name of the podcast? It's called Cruise Control. C R E W S. It's uh, myself and some other house people on house teams. Uh, we play characters at a fictional production company, uh, it, having discussions with people uh, playing characters in the fictional world of the story. That's awesome. So, yeah, that's really yeah. great. Yeah, you know, I, I think the challenge here from a creative standpoint is, you know, finding ways to do this because, you know, we are doing the trainings uh, and and as I said, you know, surprisingly, they've been going very well. And, and especially on the recipient side of things, we just did one for Fidelity uh, and, and it's great feedback. Um, are those remote or in person? Uh, remote uh, Zoom type style trainings. Okay. You know, so, so look, it, the, the upside of these things is you are really learning how to create in new mediums. And I think that's very important. Uh, but for me, nothing will ever, ever replace, you know, the, the in-person stuff. So I just, I oh, yeah. can't wait till we, till we get back to that. So we just got to hold on until then. Well, it's, it's not, not coming back. Yeah, it will. I just don't, I just don't know when, you know I mean? I, I, I don't, I, I don't anticipate live entertainment being anywhere back to the levels that it was prior to the, the pandemic until probably, you know, the summer of 2021. Yeah. You know, and, uh, and that's, you know, when you say it, it's depressing, you know, and, and it's like, it's like a gut punch. Um, it's not to say that live entertainment won't be back before then. It's just not anywhere to the levels of where it was because it was at record levels b before then. Yeah. So, I mean, we, nothing like this has happened before, but there have been like times when you know the the numbers are down, or and Improv Asylum has bounced back from you know situations 
similar monetarily wise, right? Not on this level. Not, not on this level, but like we've survived things in the past. Yeah, we we certainly survived uh, downturns and and you know when when for whatever reasons numbers are down. The, the 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 issue is, and this isn't just for us; it's for everybody, right? Yeah. Typically, because we have we have several different uh, revenue streams, they're kind of hedges and guards against themselves. So there have been times where maybe general ticket sales were down, but corporate was up, mm-hmm. or corporate was down, but general ticket sales and classes were up. You know, you have a lot of different things to have every last aspect of it go away that that's the challenge that, you know, that that's the reality. And so that puts the pressure on you because obviously you, we have leases, we have landlords. Uh, well, how do we manage that? Because we just can't, we can't yeah. pay out our bank account to our landlords. We go, you'd be better off just going bankrupt at that point. So you have to really manage all of these things. And it's, it's, it's not, it's not for me a question of will the business come back? It will come mm-hmm. back. It's hanging on until the business comes back because once once we're through this, quite frankly, there's going to be a, a a ton of opportunity. There's going to be, sadly to say, there are going to be clubs and theaters that that are that have closed. That for the, for those companies that have the ability and the liquidity and and the ability to move forward, you know, I'll, I'll probably be able to acquire some theaters. So. Yeah. And I'm actively talking with some right now. So, you know, well, we're, we're really, my mindset has always been plan for success and plan for the future. Uh, and, and you know, that's, I'm not changing that. Well, in a couple of years, I guess we'll see uh, Improv Asylum at the uh, Boston Opera House. Well, you know, you, you never know, my friend, you never know. <laughs> you, you know, Ari, that I have all kinds of things cooking at all times. Sometimes I can talk about them, many times I can't, but rest assured that I have several things uh, that are, you know, I think interesting that are in the works at the moment. And when the time is right, we will discuss them here on Beyond the Norm. So, Well, I can't wait to hear about them. Good. Uh, when are you going to come visit us at Rosada, Ari? I haven't seen you there. I know. I Well, so I start work uh, on August 10th. So I'll be there Monday through Thursday nights. Uh, and I'd like to come uh, before then. So I'll probably show up uh, sometime next week. Well, I will be there. And for anybody else listening, uh, I'm pretty much at uh, Rosada at Improv Asylum, which is right up on the on Hanover Street in front of Improv Asylum. I'm there pretty much every night, Thursday through Saturday. So if you're looking to get out, stretch your legs, uh, see a little bit of the city, if you want to come by, say hello. I would love to see you. We'd love to talk with you uh, because any kind of human act- interaction that could be done safely right now, uh, man, we are all starved for it. So that is it for today uh ari thank you as always for facilitating all of this technology and conversation you're very welcome Happy and, to do uh, it. thank you all for listening and we'll be back uh, very soon with more guests my name is norm labalette this is beyond the norm see you later